Hi, and welcome to DaVita Leadership Insights, a weekly podcast for DaVita teammates who want to become a better leader, both personally and professionally. I'm Grace Berman, a senior director with DaVita University. And I'm Doug Miller, a master coach and DaVita University faculty member. Today, we get to chat with Miles McAllister, a divisional vice president in Florida. Welcome, Miles. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. So glad you're here, Miles. It's really great to hear your voice. Um, thanks so much for being on the show. We, um, you know, we have this core value of service excellence, and we define it as serving others the reason for existing. We continually seek to understand the needs of those those who depend on us, both our patients, our doctors, our fellow teammates and then to exceed their expectations. Um, I've had the pleasure of getting to know you over the years, and I know how much the concept of service means to you. Could you share a little bit about your experience in serving others as a leader? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, to me, serving serving others means taking care care of others. Um, So in my role as a divisional vice president, uh, six years with now at DaVita, and then my 16 years in the military, so, so 10 active and six in the reserves and, and still going. Um, uh, that's what I've tried to do. I've tried to, I've tried to take care of others. And it, it really is simply defined as um, uh, there's a great thing in the military called eat like a Marine. And what that means is Marines, the leaders in a Marine, they eat last. So they take care of everyone before them. Uh, then they make sure to take care of their, their needs with whatever is left over. And, and that's always been my mantra to, to always eat less. Um, and I want to make sure everyone else's needs are met first, and then I'll get to my own and sort of how I act and, and, and lead. Mm. Thanks for defining that for us and, and how you interpret service and service excellence. So what, why do you think this mindset of serving others is so important as a leader in particular? Yeah, so I, I really think that you you get the best out of people uh, when you're when you're serving others as a leader, and and what I mean for that is, um, you know, there's working for someone, and then there's working not to let someone down. And what I've always found is that the people who have been there for me, they have my back. There's this one hundred percent percent trust. I've never wanted to let down and I've never viewed it as, as a job. It's, it's more been a personal relationship and I've just always been willing to go the extra mile, um, go above and beyond, do whatever it takes as I, I just felt like this personal connection, um, to not let this person down rather than, than just a job. And, you know, truthfully speaking, it's always been sort of a, a problem of, of mine to receive comp- compliments. If you ask anyone in Endeavor, they'll probably probably tell you this. It's a well-known issue. Um, and the reason is I've, I've always felt that it's just my job. It's my job as a leader to just take care of others. Um, and I've always taken this approach that I work for you, not the other way around. Um, and that's how I, that's always how I've led that my job is, is to work for you and, and to set you up for success versus, um, you know, the other way. That's beautiful, Miles. And, you know, you, you snuck a word in there, Endeavor. If people are wondering what Endeavor is, that's the name of the group that Miles is a part of in Florida and Georgia and some other areas. So um, that's awesome. I really, you know, part of what stands out for me and what you said there, Miles, is trust. 
And, you know, wondering if you can tell us about a time where you used this service mindset to lead. Yeah. So, you know, there was a time um, back in about 2008 where um, I was pretty senior in my uh, in my squadron, in, in my in my Navy squadron at that time. And we were flying missions into Iraq um, at that time, mostly, you know, that was been about 99% of our time was going into Iraq. And at the last minute, there was a plane that actually crashed, uh, ran off the runway in Afghanistan and, and our squadron got shifted over to Afghanistan. I was set to roll out in about a week, um, in a week time frame. but yet our first mission was supposed to kick off the day after, uh, I, I had left in about, you know, eight days. So I was leaving in about seven and the first mission to Afghanistan was set to kick off in eight. And again, I was the most senior qualified person at that time uh, to do it. And, and just for perspective, you know, this was probably, you know, I'd been gone. This is my roughly my third year into a three-year tour. I'd been gone for about two years, of which in that three years, I had been married for three years. So I'd, I'd see my wife roughly, you know, give or take six months for the first three years of our marriage. Wow. So there, yeah. there was a lot of home pressure. Uh, to yeah. get home. And I was pretty excited about that. But um, I didn't feel like it was the right thing to do to go home. I knew I was the most qualified person to lead that flight. And ultimately, I, I decided to stay and not just stay for that first flight for an extra two months. Um, so I did the first flight and then I took the next uh, lieutenant, which is kind of the, the person underneath me at that time. And I flew the first 20 missions uh, as the mission commander. And then with him sitting right next to me, and uh, really got him comfortable. So when I left at the end of two months, I felt like I had set everyone up for sa- um, for success. We had been safe and we had done a really important job. Um, so again, I think <laughs> the mindset to lead, I, you know, again, I think my actions spoke louder than, than, than my words. At that point, I, you know, um, I just decided to do what was right, which was staying two months, although my wife did not like that, but it was, it was the right thing to do. Mm. Yeah, that sounds like a really tough, tough choice. And it's it definitely highlights for me. You know, I we've talked about this before. I work for the Department of Defense as a civil servant, certainly worked with a lot of military folks in my uh, 18 years supporting Defense Department. And it just amazes me how much um, people have had to sacrifice to to serve our country. And it, and it sounds like that's that's really the mindset that led them that idea of service and and making sure that they didn't let folks down. So Thank you for sharing that. And I just want to pivot a little bit now. Uh, you talked about how you have led with service mindset. And that sounds like your natural state um, from what I'm hearing, uh, yeah. both your service in the military and also your service to the Davida Village. So I'm, I'm curious, though, has there been a time when you might have lost sight of that service mindset? Excuse me, service mindset. And, and what was the ability, uh, what was the impact on your ability to lead? Yeah. So <laughs> one, one instance comes to mind for me, which is, uh, it has to do with personal where I think, uh, I think I let my family down and in, in particular my wife. So, um, she was, she was pregnant with our third. Um, you know, I had just sort of come into the regional operations director role here in Florida and, um, you know, she had her, we had our son Fletcher, our third, um, and I went back to work two days after having our son. I just felt like this perceived pressure that I put on myself that I, I had to get back and, and things were, 
you know, go, um, just go array if, if I wasn't there. And obviously there's some ambition and drive with that, but, um, I really failed. Um, you know, I, I, you know, what I didn't realize is my wife at that time had a kidney infection that she had acquired in the hospital. Uh, you know, we had two other little boys, uh, really not a whole lot of family help. And I, I sort of just went back to, you know, working, working, you know, right in, jumping in, not even taking, not even taking an extra, you know, third day or fourth day off. Right. Um, and I really regret that because I, I can't get that time back. My wife still holds it over my head. Um, and it was a, it was a failure because what, what, what I should have done was that service mindset is really invested in my wife and invested in my family, invested in my new son at that time. That was what was the right call. And, um, and I regret it, but right. We all, we all live with certain regrets, um, and we learn from it. And I've tried to find that balance between, you know, work and, and family life. And I've gotten better at, at, you know, at that over the years. So that that's kind of what comes to mind to me. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for being willing to share that miles. I really appreciate your openness and transparency there. Um, it's, uh, I think we can all, all of our listeners probably have those moments that we can reflect on where we missed the opportunity to um, be of service. And, and that kind of leads into this next question around, you know, when you've had an opportunity, you may have noticed uh, someone else around you having an opportunity to lead through this service mindset. How have you coached them? How do you coach others to lead with a service mindset? Yeah, so I think what I got to lay the foundation piece first of how I how I started to learn to coach and and sort of what is always um, this guiding principle for me, which was when I was 28 years old, um, I lost a good friend of mine who was a, a Marine in Iraq, and he was um, he was killed um, by a sniper. His name is Travis mm. Million. He was killed on 20, 20, 29th of April 2007, and um, Right before he was set to go to deploy on his second tour to Iraq, he was with his family. He's from Philadelphia. He's with his family in Philly there. And his uncle had asked him, you know, why, why are you going back? Like, and his response was pretty simple, but it was pretty grounding for me, which was, if not me, then who? And hmm. that has always stuck with me that, so that's just what I coach people. I always just say like, if not you, then who? And, and you can apply it to anything, right? You can apply it to you know, being a dad, um, you know, um, getting a deal done, um, you know, doing the, the chores around the house. Right. And that's what I've always, uh, thought about is I always tell people like, if not, then, then who, um, especially in, in today, right. Um, you know, we rely on our healthcare workers even more and they're just trained and equipped to fight our current situation. So I, I just say like, if, if it's not for them, then, then who's going to step up? Um, and that's kind of always been how I've coached people. Um, and it's, it's always just stuck with me. Mm. Yeah. And it's, you brought up this idea of serving many different people in your, in your life, right? Where you have, uh, you're serving your teammates at work, you're serving your family, uh, maybe you're serving your community, maybe you're serving your country, uh, all at the same time. So I'm, I'm curious, Miles, with all of this service and all of this selfless, um, giving that you, you really, you really value, I hear, you know, in your leadership, how do you manage the, the uh, potential like service fatigue of it all, just giving so much to everybody else? How do you manage um, to, 
this for yourself, manage your energy levels, manage to also take care of yourself and serve serve yourself so that you are better able to serve others. Yeah, this is a real issue for me. I This is a huge work in progress for me. I, I do feel a lot of guilt. Um, I, I feel a tremendous amount of guilt for for not being like an RN or having direct patient care that I, I have to work at work everyone. So it's, it's just a real challenge for me, but, um, to, to make sure that my cup is filled so I can, you know, give to others is I, I really try to stay balanced in my, um, and just staying healthy, right. Which means making sure I'm getting enough sleep, making sure I, I'm working out and making sure I'm eating and drinking water. And, and honestly, those, those sound very simple, but they're really, really important. Um, especially for me, the working out, if I don't stay active, um, in a week, um, I really start to almost get, um, uh, depressed, right. <laughs> to some degree. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I need the endorphin rush of, you know, going and running or working out or, or, you know, even playing basketball with, with the boys or something. But, um, that really kind of, uh, gets me back, um, to a level playing field for, for myself and kind of balances out, uh, what's going on personally, professionally for me. Um, so that's, that's how I manage through it. Yeah, I think that's a great call out. And I'll tell you what, I always forget to drink water during the day. day, So that's a great reminder. Seems very basic, but we we don't always remember to do it. So thank you for sharing that. And I'm sure you uh, you are definitely not the only person who feels uh, who feels challenged and guilty, as you, you said, that word guilty of taking care of yourself in order to take care of others. And that's just such a great reminder that you have to manage your own energy in order to, to show up for others in, in your best self. So thank you for sharing that. You know, it's it's funny. I'm imagining all of our listeners drinking their water right now as they just drink. <laughs> That's right. They're filling it up. That's right. <laughs> so, so get a sip of water and take good care of yourself. So the other, um, you know, we end all of our episodes uh, the same way by asking our guests to share one practical tip with our listeners uh, that they can go out and try right away. What would be your one actionable tip to lead with a service mindset, Miles? Yeah, it's two words. It's it's eat last. Mm. Hmm. Say a little bit about what that means to you. Yeah, it just means to make sure other people's needs are met first. Um, and I know, and, I, and what I believe is, if you do that, then ultimately your needs will get met. They'll they'll take care of you. Um, they'll mm. they'll work even harder for you, and you'll get the best out of people. Thank you so much, Miles, for sharing your stories and your experiences and uh, your advice on how to lead with service mindset. Really appreciate you being on the show today. And thank you for everything that you and your team uh, does for for our village and our teammates and our patients. And uh, for our country, too. (laughs) I want to make sure I add that in. Yeah, privilege. Yep. Appreciate you, Miles. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. See you. That was a really inspiring discussion with Miles, right, Doug? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, I loved his tip at the end. Leaders with a service mindset eat last. And make sure your teammates are taken care of before you take care of yourself. Completely agree, Grace. And speaking of tips, you know what time it is. Oh, it's yeah. time for the follow-up. And it's my turn from our last episode with Kathleen Waters on creating belonging for women leaders. Uh, She had two tips uh, for men, try creating a connection with a woman on your team who you don't know as well and invite her out to lunch or coffee. And for women to get to know another woman 
uh, on your team as well and connect with her on a more vulnerable level. So I took her tip, Grace, it was awesome, took her tip and invited out one of, um, one of our wisdom teammates for a virtual cup of coffee given our, our crisis yeah. here and our social distancing. And, um, and it was great. And, and, you know, the, the result of it was that I was actually able to show up and be supportive of her in a way that I didn't even expect. So it was really, it was just really great and powerful. That's really cool. Well, thanks for not uh, shying away because, you know, you, you may not know her as well and that you a man and a woman going to have coffee, perfectly cool, right? We've got to get past that that bias and that mindset. So I I love the way she gave that tip. And for our listeners, we would love to hear your stories and tips as well. Please check out our show notes and click on the listener mail link to find out more about submitting your stories and tips in writing or through a voice message. And if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please do click on that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And if you enjoy these podcasts, please rate us on iTunes or click on the survey link in our show notes so that we can figure out what we can do better and make you happier. We want you to be happy. Yeah, we do. So, right, Grace? We want to. We sure do. So, see uh, see you next week, one for all. And all for one.